Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Manchester Football Social Legends Edition. Good evening, everybody. It is the Friday Night Legends preview show. Joining me this evening, I'm Natalie Pike, your host. I am joined by Statman Dave, who, who is representing the red half of Manchester. Good evening, Dave. Cheers. Stepping in as a legend. That's the first time I've ever been described as that, but thanks, Natalie. Yeah, do you know what? When um, I usually, when like Danny or someone is stepping in for Gary, I usually take the mick out of him, but I figure this is the first time that we've worked together on this show, and I should probably be nice to you at least for the first few minutes. Yeah, I think that's good. But moving on to the blue side, and we have a real legend there, Dave. No offence. Welcome, Gary Owen. Good evening, Gary. As now. Good evening. Good evening, love. Um, where's Mickey tonight, Gary? We're missing him. I think he's um, he's wandering around the countryside looking to earn money doing his, his famous after-dinner speaking, I think. So he'd rather be doing after-dinner speaking than chatting to us, is what you're, what you're saying. Mickey, wherever you are, good evening. Uh, so there's absolutely loads to talk about this evening, gentlemen. We, we've got loads and loads of stuff. I want to talk about the Sanchez injury, um, a lot of United stuff as well, sorry, Gary. Um, the De Gea contract situation. Um, I want to talk about about some fun statistics that have been going around about Lukaku and the last time that he scored. Um, and then over to the blue side, I want to talk about Diaz as well and um, the comments that Pep have made today about his contract and the rumours about him going to Real Madrid. So there's loads and loads of stuff that we're going to cover tonight. But let's start off on the Sanchez injury. So it's come out today, apparently in training yesterday, he's injured himself. Um, and Mourinho w- said in the press conference that he that he was screaming in agony at his injury. And uh, Mourinho is at pains to tell us that this is not a, a little injury, that he is going to be out for a while. Now, is that going to be in, make any sort of impact to United, Dave? I think it's an interesting one. Sanchez has shown some moments at United, but that's it. And I think with the form of Jesse Lingard, who played really, really well for me against Crystal Palace, I think it's kind of a bonus for United in a way that that selection problem isn't there. But losing a player of Sanchez's quality with, to a hamstring injury at that part of his, his career is a little bit worrying, to be quite honest, Natalie. Yeah, absolutely. And Gary, what do you make of the Sanchez injury? If you don't play um, as often as he thought he would be playing, um, 
you can do as much training as you like, but when you go into a match situation, you exert yourself far more in a game than you would do in training, even though you think that you're pushing yourself there. And it can quite easily be, if you're not fully warmed up, if you're not fully prepared, if you're not, if you're not at the height that you should be to play at that level, you can pick up injuries, you can pick up calf strains, you can pick up hamstring injuries, you can pick up thigh injuries, you can pick up certain injuries that are not that would not happen if you were playing on a regular basis. Yes, it still could happen, but it's more likely to happen when you're not playing on a regular basis. And this looks like that he's maybe come off the bench and started and not been warmed up properly and he's picked up this hamstring injury. And if it's, as they're saying, six to ten weeks, then you're talking a tear, not a strain. What's the deal with Mourinho? Why do you think he said in the press conference, um, from my experience, the painful scream, it will be a long time. Why is he telling everybody that the, the guy screamed? He don't need that out there, does he? Listen, what Mourinho says is strange on all fronts. The one thing that is one thing that he did say that is quite, is quite poignant, he did say that when we paid 50 million for Sterling and 50 million for De Bruyne, he actually did say, which proved to be the point, is that they'll end up being being um, being good buys because the transfer market will keep going up and up and up. And we've seen that when he paid for Lukaku seventy odd million ninety for um, uh, Pogba, and then you go into Coutinho hundred and twenty million, then you go on to um, Mbappe two hundred million or Neymar two hundred million. So you can yeah. see when's when's it going to finish. God, where where does it end now? Where does it end? Who who knows? Um, but with with Sanchez, Dave, how do you feel about him in general since he signed for United? Do you think he's had a fair go of it? I don't. This is the thing. It's the consistency that you'd expect from Sanchez. That when he was at Arsenal that last few seasons, he was a real top player. Why Man United? Why Manchester City were following? You know his interest, his contract situation. But again, you look at the stats. For example, Chris Smalling scored more goals in 2018 than Sanchez as a as an attacker. That is a little bit of a worry. So I think you've got to look at it in in a number of aspects where. The system, does that fit Sanchez? Sanchez play, arguably played some of his best football at Arsenal as a centre-forward. Obviously, with Romelu Lukaku being sort of Mourinho's main man, there's a problem there. And if you sign a player, you have to have a, an idea of how you want him to fit in the squad. And maybe that's maybe United's sort of failings here is that they've signed a player of that talent but not had a position for him or a role in the team. And he looks like a leader on the pitch sometimes when he presses, when he goes out, but we've not seen that Sanchez. Where is that Sanchez? And now he's injured for the rest of the year. What happens? Because United will hopefully hit a little bit of form over Christmas. Does he come back in? Probably not. Mm. I, I do feel awful as well, gents. I'm, I'm looking at the two of you across the desk and I introduced you both and then I look to the side and I think, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I forgot to introduce Joe. Um, <laughs> and yes, so everybody, Joe is in the room as well. Hi, it's all right. You just put my mic up, you know, and then oh, I'll just sit here in silence and chill. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> I'm all right. I've got some celebrations in the corner because it is Christmas. So many celebrations in the studio. You want Gary? Milky Way? Galaxy? So now we're talking. <laughs> the United fans had to buy celebrations because it was all they were going to get. Oh, here we go. Uh, what, I, can I ask Dave a question? Yeah. If you were to play Sanchez, Dave, where would you want to play him? I think I think it's as a striker. I think that's the big thing. But the big thing with Lukaku right now and his form, which we'll probably talk about later on, he needs someone near him. So even playing Sanchez as a ten, Lukaku, or even you know a four four two, which we know in European football works these days, would be good to get the best out of him. But I think the best thing you see with Sanchez is that composure in the penalty area, the ability to finish and almost create something for nothing that we've not seen at Manchester United. It's been disappointing. Dave, your knowledge. 
just astounds me all the time. Gary, I don't know if you've met Dave before. No, um, he's, 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 his name is Statman Dave for a reason. So generally, you, you guys all know, and everyone that Gary's listens. Gary's good with stats, though. Gary's, Gary's very good with, good with stats, stats as well, yeah. Don't a good stat that he won't be happy with, are Joe? No, let's move on. Don't a good stat. Yes, yes. Since Lukaku's last goal <laughs> at Old Trafford, Sanchez has earned 12 million. Yeah! And Manchester's scored 83 goals. <laughs> and I can go further with that as well, Gary. Jose Mourinho has smashed 5,000 bottles of water, allegedly, according to the yeah, Manchester Football Social Facebook page. <laughs> 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 Jurgen Klopp has given 8,392 hugs as well, allegedly. And also, according to the Manchester Football Social Facebook page, Liverpool have still not won the league in that time. No. <laughs> and that clock's still ticking. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yes, because everyone. It's going to be a long. How, how long since City won the last European Cup? I joke? don't. Yeah, so no, it was just four weeks. Oh! Tell you what, why do we speak about the Lord in the Last Supper then, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> why, do we speak, why do we speak about present? I thought that's what we're oh, here we go. Here we go. It's not no, going to be a good round, round, does it? Yeah, should we talk about the 1953 Cup final in 1956? Yeah, no. Oh, that's been. Well, we got a clutch of straws sometimes. That is my general comeback now, like as Gary just said. Are we not living in the present? Are we not? Because that's what you guys always used to slag us off about, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, what do you mean? But I mean, on, on the serious note, um, I generally am the one in the studio that, that messes around and um, takes the mick out of everybody. And Dave is here to bring the knowledge and the stats. So Dave, we've taken the mick out of Lukaku there. In, in terms of Lukaku's actual performances, you did some work this week for, for MUTV. Um, and your opinion of Lukaku is perhaps slightly different to everybody else's. Yeah, I think he definitely needed a rest. I think coming from the World Cup, third place with Belgium, to starting a season, I think only having three weeks off and then being back in there, I think that's that affected him. And of course, you know, he hadn't scored since September for Manchester United. He looked tired. He had a rest. But I thought against Palace, he was really good. There's some stats that you look at United and you're thinking, this is a little bit wrong. So, for example, both Fulham and Southampton have created fewer chances in the Premier League. They're both in the relegation zone. You flip that with the stats for the Palace game, Depart, um David De Gea completed more passes to Lukaku than Mata, Martial and Lingard. So you're looking at this disjoint United at the moment. But I'd argue that he did quite well. He had limited service. He brought Lingard in quite well. And he had he had a few chances. He looked alive. And I think I'd be questioning it if he didn't look at that moment, you know, where he scored an offside goal. If he wasn't aware and his body orientation wasn't right and he wasn't alive, I'd be like, you know, a bit worried. But the signs from that game were good. And I think that rested him some really good sort of mentally sometimes you get fatigued and I think sometimes the stress of Man United is, is a lot bigger than people take out and I think that now Lukaku is going to be back and he's going to be scoring goals again 100% would back him <laughs> Gary did you need like physical rest I know it's obviously you're the only one here who's played professional football did you have stages where you actually thought I, you know, I can't give 100% on the pitch I need a, maybe a week off no you, 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 <laughs> no, of course no, he didn't. Because you didn't know if he was tired or not. You, you, you'd be tired after a game, but you'd, you know, we were playing so many games over Christmas, and so you know, we were playing when, uh, you know, we're playing more league games. He was in Europe, playing European, England levels, cup games. So you know, but can you see we Lukaku were only then being at those tired? Points only having having two subs. Mm -hmm. So you know, it was the same team every week, unless unless he was out of form or he was injured. But it, can you see where United fans say, "Oh, Lukaku looks tired"? Or do you I just know think the game that's... has changed, and and, and 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 Lukaku obviously played the World Cup and uh, went right to the end because they they played the third and fourth place, yeah. didn't they? So they they went right to the end, and um, you know some of those players that have come back. We're talking uh, 
a Firmino at uh, Liverpool. Yeah, he looks a shadow of the player he was last year. He looks he looks heavy legged, and I think a World Cup and Euros and all that, one after the other after another. I'm not saying that Firmino was in the Euros because he wasn't, but he would have been playing in the in the Copa Americas, I'd imagine, and all that stuff. So, top flight now. These players are getting are getting no rest, and now when you add for the this nations trophy they're putting in for for, for England yeah. as well. When we couldn't get a two-week break because we couldn't fit it in, but we're, we're able to fit in this Nations for more games for England, it just makes me worry about the players because you will have burnout be- mm-hmm. because the train is different. The, everything is different now to what it was and it's getting it's getting more and more because they wanted to not just get that 1% out of these players, they wanted to get that minimum, mm-hmm. even less than 1% if, if it's possible because that's the difference between winning and losing. And, and it's, it is, it's, it's, it's on top day in, day out, and when you don't get no rest, there's got to be some, as they just said, there's, there's got to be some uh, s- some comeback. And it's no surprise in the players that play in the World Cups, some of those are, are looking a bit bit tired. I just think one last thing on that as well, you look at Lukaku and Jess Lingard, Jesse Lingard, they're both players that, that work really, really hard. Like, you see the work rate from Lingard, the distance that they cover, and I think that's quite interesting that these players that have gone to the World Cup that generally do work hard, put a shift in defence, even though they're attackers, they've come back and looked a bit jaded. That could be an interesting take. Same with Firmino. Firmino is a defensive forward first. He presses from the front, he leads the attack, and that's quite that's quite an interesting thing there, that you're looking maybe if they'd taken a little bit more of a relaxed approach in, in a defensive sense, they'd be okay. But that's the players that they are, and that's why they, we appreciate And them. Liverpool don't, and they say that they're not playing that high press anymore. It all comes from the front three, and if if one out of the three is not not able to do the pressing, and Salah doesn't look the same player as he did last year, and listen, I mean, the season he had last year was, was extraordinary. I mean, to score 40 goals, that, that will not happen again, even though we will get his goals. Uh, Marnie is probably the main man at Liverpool at the moment, but Firmino and Salah just look off off the ball a little, and it's not going the way it did from last season. And you know, there's tiredness. People say, "Oh, the money they're earning, they shouldn't be tiredness." But at the end of the day, they are only a human being. They're, they're not a machine. Even, even machines break down. Have you got any worry about City in terms of burnout, Gary? Or do you are you um, confident? Seen times that Pep rotates. Are you confident in the squad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think everybody gets their rest. There's no two ways. And probably if Gabriel Jesus is fit tomorrow, he may start instead of Aguero. Bernardo Silva's been out. I know he's been injured, but he'll be getting a rest. Kevin De Bruyne has been out. Uh, Sani's had a rest at Sarsi. Whenever he needs to give them the rest, he does. And he has no compunction. The good news at the moment is because of the, of the confidence that the team's playing in, you can change those players and you don't see you don't see a difference. The result mm-hmm. still ends up the same. And, um, you know, how long that can go for, I don't know. But, I mean, Pep Guardiola is definitely um, is aware that players do need to. Because we've got to think, have we got something like, I can't I, I read the stats. Next 44 days, we've got something like, we play every three. Oh, it's three, mad. So. Tomorrow, Tuesday, next weekend, the following Tuesday. Yeah, there's loads. Because you know we're still in the Carling Cup uh, as well or whatever. As a it's player, the mm. in our era, I'm not saying, I don't know now, but I would rather have had those games when I three a week than having to train. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I wonder. I wow. obviously wonder about United. Get your rest, play. Yeah, because, you, you, of course, training is training. You, you do what you do. But but game, the training is all about getting to that, that, Match that fitness point. Match fitness, To that point where you play. That's really interesting. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather play every day than train every day. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I always wonder about what United do in training. Everyone's wondering now. I'd rather than play every day as well because, I mean, obviously, we might not be working in training. 76,000 with you on that one, George. <laughs> um, and, and just quickly,
quickly before we have a little, a little break there, gents. Do you think if we're talking, if we're actually seriously, United fans are seriously saying that Lukaku might be tired, are you lacking the squad depth that City have that enables would enable you to rotate as as, as the way we do? Yeah, 100%. You look at the, the money that's spent between the two teams, it's, it's slightly different over the last few years. And I think the quality that City have brought in isn't the same as the quality Man United have brought in. I think that you could have a bit of variation there. But then you are saying Sanchez is there, there's Rashford, there's Martial. So maybe it's the utilising the squad in the quick way. Like, you know, mm. Pep is doing it well. And I think you've got to give him plaudits for that. If you're competing on all these fronts, you've got to play a certain mm. style and you've got to be able to do that. But get same for United, they've not spent the same level of money. Yeah, I think it's where the goals come from as well. Because obviously, when you look at the striking options, uh, I don't think Gabriel Jesus is, is as good as Pep thought he was going to be. Like, banging in the goals. He's like 20, Aguero. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, you can <laughs> He's finished. Finish Rashford, but he, you know, he isn't the wonder kid that Pep thought he was going to be. But, but City have an, ha, City have the option to get goals from the midfield, whereas United, I, you know, there's not many goals coming from our attacking midfield. But if if Aguero's not on the score sheet, you've got Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. So maybe it's time United United look for the, those midfielders who, who can put the ball in the back of the net, like the Giggs and Scholes is back in the day. That you know, any of them could be on the score sheet at the end of the day, and, and you wouldn't put an eyelid on it. You know, the best thing about being the host, Gary, is that when you don't like what somebody's saying you can just pull the microphone down and Joe's taught me how to do that so he's down for, uh, for, for, uh, for saying about I mean it, they can't there's no way they can't pick holes in City at the minute so oh no Gary hold on wait there hold on you're down Gary's up hold on Dave's down it's me and you Gary we're having a talk they're just jealous right I'm going to learn more about this desk in this break ambidextrous <laughs> This is the Manchester Football Social Legends Edition. Welcome back. Uh, while we were on a break there, I had brought some cakes in and yes. uh, thought I was very nice, you know, Friday, Friday. Yeah, sorry, I didn't push Joe's microphone up again. Joe, that was no offence. Joe's really going to hate me at the end of the day. Um, you know, I just thought it's coming up to Christmas. It's Friday night. <laughs> Let's bring some cakes in. And only Dave's had any of my cakes. Like, well, yeah, because, I mean, I'm looking after my figures, as you can all see. <laughs> no, <laughs> Gary. no, I think he was in the pub first right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm now being forced to take four cakes home with me well, that's and I've had thing, two you'd, you'd, have had, you'd have eaten two by the time you get home yeah, oh, exactly. In the goodness. Yeah. You'll be fine. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so loads to talk about uh, um, in the world of football this evening. And I want to move on to, to looking at some City stuff. We had 20 minutes there of United, Gary. That was a, that was enough for the time well, we being. We talked boys. about how Jesus isn't as good as Pep thought it was going to be. So that was a bit you, of City. No, that was the highlight. I'll tell you what, no, that's, that's very strange because Joe, who's an expert on football, decides that <laughs> he's no good. Yeah, Pep Guardiola <laughs> decides to buy him. And guess what? He's Brazilian centre-forward. Mm. Hmm. Don't see many duds playing for Brazil centre yeah, forwards, do you? Joe knows better, but Joe knows better. He's a dud. <laughs> Hopefully, Pep's not listening to this Get show. Some stats up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> him. Finish, they finished. <laughs> look, look at Joe can't stand up for himself. He's like Dave, Dave, coming and back <laughs> me up here. I think there's only Rashford has had a worse goal scoring record than uh, uh, Lukaku United. There. I think I mean, the interesting side though with Brazil. Obviously, you mentioned the Brazilian number one striker at the moment. I think if Firmino plays there, Brazil may have done better at the World Cup. Yeah, but yeah, but but you just answer your own question. That, you just answer your own question. He didn't play there. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the difference. So we've yeah. got the manager of Brazil here. Gary, <laughs> <laughs> don't need any backup as yeah, well, Joe. No, he's no. just destroying you both. Oh, no, no, he's just. I don't know. 
So, Brahim Diaz, the 19-year-old City player who also plays in the Spanish under-21s, his contract is coming up at the end of the season. Uh, Pep has said in his press conference today that we want him to stay, we want to get him on a three- or four-year deal, but there is rumours going round that he is going to leave, maybe even in January, with Real Madrid, the favourites, to sign him. Now, I want to look at this in two parts. First of all, Gary, around Brahim Diaz, academy players, staying at City. Should he stay at City and fight for a place, or at 19, should he be looking to go elsewhere? Look at um, uh, Sancho. Is it that went off to Dortmund? Mm. He's got in the team there. Although he's not been playing regular, his most of his appearance was a sub when he played for England. But he came on and made assists. And he's he's got and and Southgate wants to uh, blood a lot of younger players coming through, which he's doing and doing very well. So he wanted to go there and he wants to try his his hand at Dortmund. Dortmund seems to be the right club for him. He's not playing as regular as he as he would like to, but he's only a young lad yet. But mm. he's playing and he's assisting and he's, he's doing well. Now, Diaz, I think, is an excellent player. I think he's better player than Sanchez. Sanchez, Sancho, whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's a better player. I think he's, he's an excellent player. Sanchez, and it would be, for me, it would be um, a big miss because he's only a young player and whatever. But, you know, maybe he just feels that he needs to be given more of a chance. But when, at the moment at City... Who does he come in instead of? Is he playing instead of Raheem Sterling? Is he playing instead of Sane? The answer is obviously no. But it's like anything. If you want to, if you want to play the top team, do you think he's going to go to Real Madrid and watch straight so to that, the team? So that's the second part I, that, that I want, and I'll throw to you for that, Dave. This, the first part where you can think of oh, academy players coming through, they want to play football, they'll look to go somewhere else. But surely, if you're looking to play football, why would you go to Real Madrid? Is he going to play in the Real Madrid team? Is he going to walk into that team or indeed get on the bench and come on in that team? I think they're in transition, aren't they, Real Madrid? We all know they, they lost last weekend again. They're playing some really, really bad football at the moment and they've got the likes of Gareth Bale and the rest of the guys, Cruz, Modric, who's probably going to go and win on the band door. The interesting side of Real Madrid is they're signing a lot of young talent. So they apparently they're going to get Ezekiel Palacios from River Plate. They've already got Vinicius Junior, who's regarded as one of the best young players in Brazil. Rodrigo's come there. And now with Diaz, they've arguably created a bit of a, you know, a squad of young guys that may play in the Castilla together. They may play in the B team, but, you know, when they're needed... Surely, surely that's a smart thing to do. Exactly. I think there's two things about this whole uh, youngsters and city deal. I think unfortunately United have uh, created, um, well, I've sort of set the bar for the the buyback clauses with our awful uh, Pogba <laughs> deal that we obviously would let him go and buy him a couple of years later for nine million. So Wait, no is... other club, no other club now with a youngster <laughs> will will let them go unless they have got a an additional buyback clause. So we have the buyback on Sancho. So yes, Sancho. And if if Diaz was going to go to Madrid, I'm sure that City's team will make sure if there's any option of getting him back when he does improve and that's done and that was of United's mistake also I think there was talk about Diaz going on loan and we brought up a point earlier in this week that I don't think Pep it's either sell them or keep them at Manchester City yeah. because if he, Pep wants this player to be moulded into the way that he plays football there is no one who can teach Diaz that way unless it's Pep Guardiola but at the same time these young players need minutes and I think Jadon Sancho is a great example yes he's not played every week but it's pretty much him and Christian Pulisic playing on that right wing you know and he's come in six assists in the Bundesliga only Suso in Europe's top five leagues has created more goals like he is having a wonderful wonderful season and I think that's the little bit with these young players we've got to give them the time you take Ruben Loftus-Cheek as an example of a player that's now getting to a point where he hasn't got the time at the, the you know at a youth age he hasn't got those minutes and now he's still sitting at Chelsea so arguably it's probably smart for these players to go and these big clubs like Joe's sort of saying to have a buyback 
but how do you fit them in? So City, even though City have got, and I, I looked in the break there after you mentioned the amount of games, Gary, so we've got 10 games between now and the 1st of January, 10 games mm. in um, you know three different competitions. One, one every three days. Yeah, yeah, or four when the FA, you know, when yeah, we get FA to January Cups, and the yeah. FA Cup starts. Days, yeah. We've got a few injuries or we've got a few niggles, a few people, um, you know, with, with questions are going to have fitness tests. So this would be, you know, the time for other players to, to step in. But when you are fighting for four trophies... How do they get minutes? I think the interesting side was the signing of Riyad Mahrez because that's exactly where Sancho would have played. He obviously played on the right-hand side for Dortmund, coming in, cutting, you know, hitting the byline. It's the same player as Riyad Mahrez and I'd argue that Sanchez, Sancho, sorry, we've done that many times already. <laughs> Sancho is a better player in terms of the so ceiling, the potential. why is Mahrez then? Because he doesn't trust the young players. Instant solution. He needs a player that fits this mould. They'll go out on the market and they'll buy that. And I think we've seen that from City in the documentary that if they need a position, a centre-half, a defensive midfielder, they just go out and go there. Whereas the youth development, mm. which... But is that just, is that just, just City, though? Listen, I'll, I'll, Did you just go and buy them? Yeah, but of course you go and buy them. But they don't buy old players like 29-year-old Sanchez. Yeah. They go and buy... <laughs> but they wanted 29-year-old Sanchez. Sorry? They wanted him, though. Well... Uh, they did. Guess who ended up with him? Yeah, but well, you, can't, you can't say Carmen, that. Joe. You can't say they don't want Sanchez. We wanted yeah, Fred they, as well. They did. they did. We wanted Fred as well. well where's Fred these days? Oh, exactly. sorry, he's on Fred the bench. Fred is a, is a quality, <laughs> quality midfielder. What does this mean? So you wanted players that so you didn't get. Bench. But do you not think those players might have been integrated better in our side than in, in, the, in, the, in the United States? Yeah, but you just said you didn't want him. I didn't say. Well, then they were, no, they we did want him. I said we did go for them. They've not succeeded with you. They may have done better at us. We buy Sane at 19. We buy Jesus at 19. We buy... Laporte at 23, we bought Stones at 24, we bought uh, Mendy, he's 24, but you, I think so. You blend that with the likes of Mares, the likes of Kevin De Bruyne. Mares is only 26, I think. 27, uh, February. I think, you know, there is an interesting point that they, they have got all these young, like Laporte this season has been absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. phenomenal. But at the same time, they're blending this, you know, these young, talented players with this experience. And maybe that's why Sancho has been given the door that... They need that experience over the, the young sort of spark. I think they, they wanted to keep him like they do uh, Diaz, but if a player wants to leave, then, you know, if you need to leave, then you need to go. We, they've obviously said they want to keep him, like they said mm. with Sancho, they want to keep him, but he said, no, I want to go because I think I'll get better. Okay, well, there's nothing we do about it. The only way you can cover that is to say, right, we'll have a buyback on Which it. Which we've got, If you yeah. can or whatever, but, yeah. you know... They're not going to get in. Sancho would not get in uh, regular. Neither will uh, Diaz, which is a shame. But they will in the, maybe in the next one, two years because we have to stay where we are. We ha not only stay where we are, we have to improve where we are. Yeah. I think we're playing better this year than we did last season. I think our stats show this year that we're better this year than we were last year, goals-wise. We picked up more points this year than we did last year, but maybe not. When you think of Liverpool, we got none of them last year. Mm. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't remember else, but there's... Games we've played where we've lost points, where we've picked up points this year. So it's it's a it's a better watch as well. We look stronger, mm -hmm. and um, and and now even when we didn't play well against Leon and we didn't play well, we always get we always get results out of it. So Joe says Joe's point on the on the youth is that they don't get a chance because you're looking for instant impact instant, now. Yeah. So he's so, not wanting to build. His own but legacy, no, I want to say that, that I don't think that that's not just City. That you know, that's got to be across. You know, it's got to be a wider scale than City. Mm -hmm. City are not the only people that are selling academy players to, I, to other top teams. So, so that's the problem. I think that is the problem currently now with these young players. You know, the players that won the Under Seventeens World Cup, right? The likes of Sancho, the likes of Angel Gomez. You're looking at someone like Callum Hudson Odoi. Reese Nelson that's uh, Nelson that's gone to Hoffenheim. It's almost like the Premier League's now created to a situation where we can't 
bleed these young players and it's a bit of a worry that they're going to it's not a worry it's good for the it's good for the national team and it's good yeah. for the World Cup mm-hmm. chances in the next few years but at the same time there's got to be somewhere where these young players can get in and develop at these clubs in the Premier League Listen uh, for me these players uh, Loftus-Cheek and all that he can't get the Chelsea side so would you would you take him out instead of Jorginho we take him out of the way of cancer. I, I just don't know if City, City have obviously built this incre- incredible academy, and there's all talk about oh the players go to St. Bede's and they get this brilliant education, and you build up these incredible players that are doing well in in obviously in Germany. Uh, why build such great players if you're then just going to sell them on? Well, you don't just sell them because they're all like, there's another business within a business now. There's another business within a business. Well, you know, you know business. it feels disjoint. I think yeah. that's what you're saying, Joe. It feels yeah. disjoint that there's this pathway from from you know the academy to first team is a bit broken. Like we all know that is broken at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. That is so broken, it's ridiculous. The amount of players like you know Loftus Cheek that should have left a long time ago to be at that level that he should be you know, playing instead of Jorginho, let's say in midfield, that that pathway is broken, and that's the worry for City. If they continue this way, where they're letting these supremely talented players go and they don't have that you know way to get in, of course, Foden is one that. But I'm big hopes. Yeah, but well, right? you've only got to look at every side. United. Where's the the guy uh, Tsunami or whatever he's called? Is it uh, Aston Villa? Great two and Zabie. Yeah. You put him out on loan so he can play. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think that the, was the, the that guy, was the big thing. Yeah, where he needed that yeah, development but, stage. But what age are they? They're nineteen twenty. The, you know, right back. You're playing a, a winger at right back. You're but playing. You're playing a left winger as either left back or a right back. It's the same you're time now. With Valencia's a right back who's a winger. Diogo Delo, who was signed, you know, supremely talented individual. Like he's nineteen years old. He's going to be Man United right back for the next five years, given the talent he's got. And I hope that it starts this weekend that he plays. Obviously, probably talk that about later on. But <coughs> that's the the angle there, where you know Asher Young or yeah. Antonio Valencia. It's now their time, maybe to step away or drip back into the squad and play some appearances. And then you've got these young lads coming through. And I think we always need that. We always need that development. Well, it's what Mourinho, Man United's built off. Dave Mourinho will not play young players in the situation they're in. His history tells you it's all about experienced players mm-hmm. from Chelsea to United. And, and when he's backs against the wall, he goes back to the tr- tried and trusted. I think there's I, some players there, definitely. There's some players there, Chong, Gomez, that could yeah. come in. What I'm going to pick out of what you said as well, because I'm the <laughs> eternal optimist, Dave, is you say that the problem is that City are creating sensational players that they are then selling on. So if we just take the first part of what you said, City are creating sensational players, full stop. The City Academy is now but, working but, 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 and what's, what's, creating what? sensational what's players. What if I create incredible clothes and I sell them on and I just look like a drab? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, is that what's where, happened, where, Joe? Where, yeah, but what, Joe? Is that's what happened. No, I'm just no. saying, like, yeah, what what's I'm the just point of it? But the, team doesn't, but the team doesn't look like a drab. The team is the best public team in Europe. And Joe, and if your part, and if part of your business model is to sell your clothes to make money, then well done you. You sold your clothes. If it goes on to a Champions League final, you uh, against Dortmund and Sancho scores against City. I mean, obviously well this would be down the line. That's what and you've do. created that own. You've created that own player. It's always going to be that. I mean, how many times? So why create them? Well, uh, why do you sell a player when a player comes back and haunts you and scores the winning goal? No, well, listen, that's not the same for putting, signing them at the age of seven and building yeah, but, them up for yeah, ten but years. Yeah, but I've got a minute. Sancho's not good enough to get in our side at the moment. But he could be. That's, that's the big that's thing. The yeah, point. but he didn't want to stay. So if he doesn't want to stay, you're exactly right, he could be. But if he decides that he doesn't want to stay and he wants to go... Nothing we can do about it. And going back to what you said, if we we're not going to let them go out on loan because we want them training yeah, under Pep Guardiola. Has Pep ever put anyone out on loan? There's still yeah, clubs around the world that play Girona, those styles. There's about five players there in Girona. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder why you're yeah, on. We've got five a, a, another mock on our excellent business out plan, out boys. In, in Holland, 
as well, haven't we? We're one of the clubs we have an association with. Association in quotation marks, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, but association is is that we loan them, we loan them the players. We're not owned by them. We just have an agreement with them. The City Academy is working. And yes, the final... This, this will be my final say on this before we go. And again, I'll pull your mics down <laughs> no, if you're no, me. Right? No, right? I've got two more minutes the, on this. Oh, All right, great. The City Academy is working from where we were to where we are now. We don't we've got, You have to take players at a very young age and you have to develop them. Part of the City Academy... And do you know what? Next week or the week after, let's try and get somebody on to tell you, to educate you no, two. No, it's about saying, creating gentlemen, creating <laughs> young men... Respectful totally young men you've with a great, Spain, e- with a great the education. Yeah, I know we agree with that. But we're saying is why put so much time and effort into creating players where you're only going to sell them off to clubs and they do better for the clubs well, than they do for you. It's We're not only right. going to sell them off. On, you're selling apples, right? You, yeah. you create these apples. There's a strain of apples that's unbelievable. You create all these good apples and you're selling them. You're not yeah, eating them yourself. Yeah, but what happens if you've got I'm full. apples that are better? <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, they're going to die off soon. You're gonna well, then you've got to make some apples. And then you're going to spend hundreds of millions of pounds <laughs> yeah, but getting these apples in when minute. you had the apples. They've not even matured yet, your apples. <laughs> they've not even matured. You take a bite, it's like, oh. They're, oh, going the, they're not going in the crumble. Leave them for a little bit longer. Oh, you can't eat them, but the ones that's mature, you can. Then when the, when the ones that start getting a little bit older, they have to be moved on. But, and you're, but the young apples don't want to wait anymore. And they your apples are bringing their seeds over to our tree and growing yeah, them on yeah, our yeah, apple yeah. tree now. Well, Has this gone too far, apples. everybody? Is yeah, that that ball up? Not far enough, in my opinion. It all yeah. started off with a galaxy, <laughs> galaxy chocolate. This. I think we could. Go, I've never known an under twenty ones debate go on for this. this do long. you know what? I had a full list of other stuff that I want to oh, talk do, about. I don't even think break. we're going to have time now. But okay. very, very nice. Now, excuse me, very everybody. Nice. I'm going to very nice. nice I'm going to go and eat another one of those four cakes that nobody in the studio <laughs> wants, and we'll be back in a minute. Lift that up. And that debate about apples continued long into the break. Got terrible stomachache with already. many more apple uh, words and descriptions used. Um, yes, that got really weird. Um, if you have just tuned in and you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, then you need to download our podcast straight after the show, and you need to listen back to a lofty discussion around the. Um, Academies in this country and how we moved to talk about apples. Uh, but- the, the, the key to it all is don't eat apples that are not ripe. <laughs> but you've got to have those apples ready because they may be worth ready. a lot of money later See? on. They've got to be. They've got to be ready. See? Don't jump off those counters too quickly. A couple of ours got some See? worms in the See? middle. Honestly, you would. You just don't realise how long you can talk about apples no, for. Um, but we can't keep talking about apples because the Premier League for this weekend kicks off in an hour and fifteen minutes. Minutes or something, a stupid Friday night game. Before we move on to talking about anything else, Great. Jens, oh, do you, I hate a Friday night game. I don't know why, but it just bugs me. Do you want to watch watching Premiership? Although it may not be Premiership standards what we watch. Although Wolves, I'm a I'm a big admirer of it. Although I spoke mm. to Dave earlier, I was so disappointed with the way they performed against Huddersfield. But credit to Huddersfield. But I'm looking forward to Friday night. Great football on, and you're watching Premier League. Um, I'm glad it's um, Cardiff playing and not City. Exactly. I mean, if it, I think we've looked out, though. I don't think we've had a Friday night game yeah, yet. Yeah, we must get one sooner or later. We have to they hope not. 
We've, had, like, we've had some more of them. We've had a couple of Friday night games. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes our weekend last longer. We're out on Friday night as well as Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> You're out every night, I hear, Gary. You're no past, way, those past days the gone, animal. No, those days are gone. Definitely not. Age has crept up. <laughs> so there is some really big fixtures this weekend. Um, of course, we'll, we'll talk about the City and the United fixtures that are, are both tomorrow. And then on Sunday, we've got two big derbies. We've got the North London derby and we've got the, the Merseyside go, go, go. derby. Uh, which one are you looking forward to most, gents? Oh, and actually, Chelsea. Chelsea Fulham, that's a derby too, right? Mm. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, they're really you know, close to walk each other. From Stamford Bridge to uh, to Fulham. Yeah, because when walk. we when we as I was looking at the tubes, because we play Chelsea um, next week, yeah, and we you do. get off at Fulham Broadway. Mm. Yes, yes. Oh, well. And you know what a great you go walk! If anyone didn't know where to get off, that sorted you out. Right, there you go. Walking right along the, the river, <laughs> you can walk. It's a great walk to uh, and Fulham Grounds. Gary's giving you walking guide for and you don't know who you meet walking along there. You might walk past the market. Some you don't want to meet. Buy some some new shiny apples. But yeah, what um what game of the derbies on Sunday before we start talking about our own clubs are we looking forward to most gents I think it's got to be the, the Arsenal Spurs game I think that's a really interesting proposition given that Spurs beat Chelsea last weekend and Arsenal are in really good form how that reacts in terms of the, the formations the systems like, it's got a lot of interesting sort of sub uh, genres in there you've got Arsenal's sort of physicality that they've got in now Lucas Torreira in midfield versus Deli Alley. whoops apologies for that and I think that'll be a real He's corker of a game as a juggler so. <laughs> His apples on the floor. <laughs> this is where we should be streaming live. For me, it's Scouseland uh, because hatred is a, a horrible word, but a dislike is definitely what they have for each other. Mm-hmm. And Everton are really not liking any success that Liverpool had. They got to the final of the Champions League last year. You know, they're in a position now where they know three points will get them close to that top four mm-hmm. or five. A win at Anfield, which on paper doesn't look uh, too appetising for anybody that's, go- that's going to put money on it. But a derby can happen. Anything can happen in a derby. Yeah. And I heard Coleman say, Seamus Coleman say, the the record against Liverpool is embarrassing. So that'll also be something that'll be ringing their ears. And I, I think it's going to be a lot tighter game than what, what people think. Mm-hmm. I think the big player there, Richard Lisson. I think what we saw with Neymar and Bappe, the pace on that, in that Champions League tie, caused Liverpool loads of problems on the counter. And if Everton do sit deep, look to break. Richard Lisson's going to be the guy that's going to be scoring the goals. Could we be looking, hopefully, possibly, everybody in this room, something we can all agree on um, for <laughs> Liverpool to get their first the defeat? Hoping. <laughs> Hoping, you said, yeah. Mind, actually. Be, but... you know, yeah, because we've ever seen them we're struggling for top four in United, so maybe... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that there. Yeah, on, actually, where are, you guys si- where are you guys sitting on this, you know, yeah, to putting your, like, United heads on? We're not bothered, are we? We yeah, just... We'll ma- just ma- yeah, just watch it. We'll, we'll support Mario Silva. Oh. His team, he plays some good stuff. Football. Can't wait. Well, the good news is Mourinho's has, has come up and he said, you know, Fellaini's no Maradona. <laughs> no Sherlock. No S Sherlock. <laughs> and that's why he's the manager. Wee. Um, so let's have some predictions there, let's, there, gents. Liverpool, Everton. So that's quarter past four. Actually, let's start at the other end on, on Sunday. So we'll you can... Saturday. Yeah. Why don't we start on Friday? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we start on Friday? We're going to work backwards well, this week. I'm doing it. Well, we started on Sunday and eventually we got to the start of them. Uh, <laughs> well, we do it, we're doing Sunday first because we've talked about those games. <laughs> um, so you can sit in front of the TV if you have that luxury on Sunday and not move all day. So Chelsea Fulham, 12 o'clock. Predictions? 
Oh, look, Dave got first and I'll copy Dave. That's a tough one. Obviously, Ranieri's coming at Fulham. Mm-hmm. They looked already like marginally better. And I think that's this the Chelsea team. If you can sit and break against them, the likes of Mitrovic and Andre Schürrle going back to Stamford Bridge. I'm going to go with a draw. Oh, you've oh, got to go with a draw. I like it. A score draw? A score draw. I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. I like 2-2. Wow, this go is going to be a good day for us. Desmond, I'm going to go for uh, a 1-0 win to Chelsea. I was, dude, but I'm... I'm- go for a draw now because they said it. <laughs> <laughs> Gary? Well, well, sorry Mr Statman there's only one winner Chelsea yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea all the way Chelsea 2-0 <laughs> and then um, following on Sunday uh, yes we've not talked about the others yet uh, so then five past two so you've got a little break there quickly get something to eat nip to the toilet and get back in front <laughs> of the TV to the toilet, you, probably, you probably need it at that point <laughs> yeah um, and then you've got the North London derby Arsenal versus Spurs right Joe Tricky, you go I'll, I'll go this one uh, I think Arsenal are going to win I think because the uh, just a bit Ooh. of a uh, play in this one I'm going to go for a 2-1 win to Arsenal they're at home they've got a bit of uh, some positive results of lately Tottenham have got a bit of confidence but the one thing Arsenal love to do is just knock them down a peg um, and I think that's what's going to happen on the weekend they're going to win 2-1 Arsenal OK gents I, this, is, this is the hardest one for me I think this hard. weekend I think you're like looking at the likes of uh, Deli Ali, Kane, but Christian Eriksen is the one. He's got some stomach problem at the moment where it's a recurring injury. He'll be going to the toilet in the break. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw his impact. When he's playing for Spurs, Spurs are a different side. So I think if he starts for Tottenham, Tottenham win. I think if he doesn't, Ooh. he's on the bench going Arsenal. Oh, yeah. So hold, yeah, oh, okay, Christian okay. Christian We've never had player-dependent no, predictions before, like have that. we? It's new Gary, is that in the rules? <laughs> well, it, well, it's looking as though it is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going for, Gary? I think uh, I don't think Arsenal is good as what um, everybody's thinking they are. I mean, they had a, a good run, but they didn't really play anybody. Um, I'm going to go for Tottenham win. I think they're on a good roll. Uh, I think you're right about Eriksen. He's an important player for them. I, if he's anything like he will play because you want to play in these games I'm going for 2-1 Tottenham Ooh. I'm going 2 all. I'm going for a score draw. I'm going for a very, day for, a day mm, for nice, City on work. this very important game midweek as well as Arsenal Cup to Old Trafford as well Arsenal Old Trafford yes on Wednesday big yeah, big game really 0-0 yeah, so. nil, nil written all over that <laughs> it really does yeah. minus one minus one and then the last game so then you've got um, the Arsenal Tottenham game another quick toilet break yeah, another yeah. snack um, and then you've Ericsson got the, the Merseyside derby so I'm, I'll go first on this and because I'm eternal optimist today and this is going to be a perfect day for City I'm saying Everton are going to win that 3-2 3-2 that's <laughs> I'm having a bet on that yeah, by the way on that one. See what that, Gary. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go one all I'm going to go one all Liverpool Everton I think Liverpool are going to win this one. Oh, yeah. I think they're getting a bit of stick now, and I think they're going to come good. They're going to bite back. Bite back. Liverpool. Yeah, unfortunately. I, I, listen, I agree with you. I think Liverpool will win, but mm. I, I really want to. My prediction would be one all, but I, I think they will win. But why do I think they will win and go for one all? I just got a sneaky feeling that Everton make it difficult. So maybe I'm hoping it's a, a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Optimists. Optimists. Eh? Optimists. Exactly. And uh, just to keep everybody guessing, we'll now move on to Saturday's game. Yes, I like we'll it. Friday. <laughs> we'll do Friday at the end. I mean, this is going all the way around. Sunday, Saturday, Friday. Yeah, right. I've got so much sugar in my bloodstream right now, I don't know what's going on. Um, okay, so we'll just have a quick look at the, the, the games, obviously the City and the United games. So City for three, actually both of us, oh no, you're half past five kickoff. Mm. City three o'clock kickoff, we're at home to Bournemouth. Can't wait to get back. It feels like forever since, since we've been at home, Gary. What sort of game are you expecting? I think that we'll be the side that will take the game to him. But the good thing about Bournemouth is this season, they've proved that they will, uh, with Wilson and um, and the other guy Brooks. Up front. No, Brooks. Yeah, he's a younger boy. But the, the uh, Joshua King. King. 
Yeah, they're, they're quite a handful, actually. And, and Wilson fully deserved his call-up to the... Was he at United one time? Wilson, or Josh yeah. uh, Brooks, uh, sorry, King was. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I think they had a little bit of pace and what have you. I'm going for a City win. Like I said, I can't see anybody beating us. I sound a bit like a United fan, actually. But I can't see anybody beating us. Not recently. Uh, not yeah. Yeah. No, but I, as, as you were, and I understand why United fans were like that, because you couldn't see United ever getting beat when Fergie was manager. But I... I think that we'll we'll beat Bournemouth. Um, I've gone three-one. Well, so we're going to look at tomorrow to assess Bernardo Silva, Ilkel Gundogan, and Gabriel Jesus, all of whom missed Tuesday's game. And of course, De Bruyne, Mendy, and Claudio Bravo remain sidelined as well. So we do have um, a few a few uh, injury concerns the, the there. Saying that's why I've gone for one-nil Bournemouth. <laughs> You don't want to take that bet, do you? <laughs> no, I know, really don't. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to have a bet against accommodate. you anyway. I'll, I'll bet I'm against... more than happy to accommodate that bet. I'll bet <laughs> against you Tuesday want. being after Monday and you'll still win tomorrow. You know, you know when you said that you went for a couple of pints, did you mean a couple of dozen pints? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> um, is there any, any, any world, any planet in the universe where Bournemouth are going to win 1-0, Dave? Of course there is, Dave. I think there is, yeah. You know, look at Bournemouth's last three games. They've lost 2-1 of each of those games. But <laughs> with Wilson, with King, They've with the pace. in each one, though. With City this pushing forward. This is quite forward. surprised with Statman. Have you not looked at City stats? <laughs> I'm this not giving my prediction. This is really surprising yeah, me no, about I'm, you. I'm, I'm, if I did know better, I'd just say you was a bit of red, but there you go. <laughs> so what's your score prediction, Dave? I say... Five, maybe. Five. That's what Mickey Thomas said. Five. Yeah, he did. He did. Mickey T said five all over. It. Yeah, I'm. 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 I was going to be a bit kinder and say three. Okay. Joe, are you having another go? No, leave it one now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, because yeah. not Monday you won't see me, so I'm not in. Yeah. So United are playing Southampton away, um, and so the really big question around Here this game is who's going to get sacked first, Mourinho or Hughes? What do we think, everyone? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think United are going to win. I think we're going to win a 1 0 because there's not going to be many goals in it, and I think United will pick the only goal. I'm hoping for Lukaku to bag. The He's only got a score sooner or later. He's got a score later. Southampton not doing too well at home. Let's make the most of that. Let's press He's the They've not won in 18 months, I think, at home. <laughs> they've they've been now? down. If, if, anything, if any team will stumble that fa- uh, right, start, it's probably going to be United. Isn't it? The, the same time it was 1-0 last season, Lukaku goal. Did really well there. Yeah. And I think Is that that's, the last one? That, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I think they can exploit Southampton. I think Southampton, after losing Virgil van Dijk, have got a massive problem at centre-half. And I think this is the time for Romelu Lukaku to come back. I'm going to go 3-0. Lukaku. Oh, stop it. Lukaku hat-trick. There's been some crazy things said in this studio tonight, but that's going to top it. Only somebody out of one flew over the cuckoo's nest would have a double on Lukaku hat-trick and Bournemouth 1-0. <laughs> I wouldn't get on that. Good work, Joe. Good work. Let me just tell you something. These two fists They're bumping. walking the opposite way around where everybody's walking in town. <laughs> Gary, just yeah. ignore them. What, what's I'm, going, I'm going a 2 0 for United, and I think uh, if Lukaku does play, he will score tomorrow. Yeah, I I've think said he... that for the last four games. <laughs> <laughs> and you keep saying it, it may happen at some point. Yeah, I mean, I think United will win because they seem to be a bit bit less pressure away from, away from home, but. Um, yeah, Lukaku hat trick. Um, gentlemen, that is. Do you know what? We've totally run out of time talking about apples. We can't even do the predictions for the rest of the games, mm. but at we'll least we covered that. We'll get them written down. Yeah, we've got Mickey's and um, we'll, we'll, we'll keep on top of it, but we just chatted too long about apples. Anyway, it's been an absolute joy. If you still don't know what I'm talking about, do do make sure that you download the podcast. Tell your friends to download the podcast. Follow us on all the social medias. We're on everything and we're hitting up Facebook hard. <laughs> Lovely. Have a good weekend. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.